Good morning, everyone. Today is October 23rd, a Tuesday, and it is about 8.30 in the morning. I'm being fairly consistent lately, aren't I? The uh, iPhone app updated with the new iOS update, and so my voice memo interface is different now. At least it's close enough. You know, I know it sounds like a cane-shaking thing, and I don't really mean this as get off my lawn. But, you know, some of this relentless changing and improving all the time, I wonder, you know, who who are they really doing it for? Because, you know, so often I'll have a, an interface that I like, and I know how to work, and I'm happy with its performance. And then there will be you know, an update, a big software change, you know, where they say, oh, and we've added all these things for you. And I realize that that's part, oops, sorry. I realize that's part of the business model of these things. You know, like we have to be always changing, you know, keep up with the competition. And I just feel like, well, you know, I didn't need you to change it. I was happy. Worked for me. So, you know, like maybe there were millions of people out there saying, oh, we want the voice memo to work better. We want it to have all red. Because, yeah, now it's all red. Remember the other day when I got kind of confused because it was like white and then it was red? And it doesn't take much to confuse me, apparently. Maybe that's the, uh, the key to it all, right? That I'm just easily confused. No, I really don't think so. I think I'm actually... A fairly good adapter, adapter adopter of things, and <sighs> don't change it just to change it, guys. Really, you know, just to tell us that you're doing something. You know, work on getting rid of spam email. <laughs> that would be a nice development. All right, first. Sip. Hmm, that's delicious. Delicious and soothing. I shall no longer be aggravated by software updates that are... I think part of... And she immediately reneges on that. (laughs) I think part of why that's aggravating is because it's so beyond our control, you know, that it used to be, back in the old days, that if you wanted the new thing, you could go out... And get the new thing. You know, so like the people who had to have the newest TV set or the newest car or the newest model of of whatever, that was something that they could do. That was certainly within their power if they wanted to spend the money to do that. And with the software updates, the phones and software updates, we have no choice at all. They are delivered to us. Oh, and now my interface changed again. It, like, changed screens. I, I promise I won't obsess about this the whole time. In fact, I won't look at it, and then it won't be a problem. Hi, Jackie boy. It is a um, stormy morning outside, which is unusual for us. We actually don't get... Yeah, my nose is running, too. We don't get rain in the mornings as a rule. It has to do with the altitude and temperature 
differences and so forth. So I am tucked up in my office this morning. Uh, yeah, so it's a very dark morning and we had some thunder and lightning a little bit ago and pouring rain, which we love. We love rain. Not quite cold enough to freeze. Actually, I think it's not even not even in the neighborhood of being cold enough to freeze. I think we're like in the 40s. Let's see here. Yeah, it's almost 50. It's 48 out. Uh, welcome to autumn in New Mexico, huh? But uh, Jackson thought he wanted to do his usual morning outing. And I've learned at least, I do learn over time, that if I go ahead and harness him up and let him go out and see for himself. He's looking at me because he knows I'm talking about him. If I let him see for himself that he's not going to like it, then that puts an end to it. Whereas if I try to tell him and point at the ring <laughs> and say, look, you really don't want to go out there, he'll just keep bugging and bugging and bugging. So I harnessed him up and let him go out there, and he made it five feet before he turned tail and ran back to the house. But amusingly enough, Isabel heard me letting him out, and she came running up, and she dashed out. And she's, I don't know if she's smarter or more experienced or... Uh, more flexible thinker than he is but she's pretty aware that when it's bad weather she won't go charging straight out she turns and she stays underneath the portal and she slinks around and she goes around to the east side of the house which um you know usually she'll have better odds of some some shelter and some warmth so jackson had just she went Jackson charged out. She went slinking around the corner. He hightailed it and came back in. And I shut the door and I was unharnessing him. And and, and I was lording it over him some. And I mean, can you blame me? And I was saying, see, I told you so. I tried to tell you that you wouldn't like it out there. And he was putting up with me. And right then there was this huge crack of lightning and thunder overhead. I mean, loud one of those ones where you almost feel it in your bones, you know, where it kind of shocks you. And and so I looked out, we have a glass front door, and I looked out the door, and there's Isabel who's come running up, sees the door shut, and she's turned, and she's facing out and crouched down and all scared. So I let her in real quick, and she was giving me the accusing looks like I had somehow unleashed the lightning on her. It's kind of funny being... God to your pets, right? You know, like they, they believe that because you provide the food and you open the doors, that this means that you also control the rain and the lightning. If only, putties, if only. So, you might hear some, so far I think that the um, lightning and thunder has kind of let up for a bit, so but you might hear a little bit of rain or other storm noises. It's it's really nice to have a, a rainy morning. Maybe we'll have a snowy winter. That would be really nice. Um, uh, no, it's okay, Mom. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. My folks are coming to visit for Christmas, and they are Tucson desert dwellers, so um, they're being very brave little soldiers to come to the land of winter. Uh, but it'll be lovely. It'll be atmospheric, and we will... 
bundle them up in blankets and have fires and hot toddies. And I'm actually so excited I've started making menu plans. So there we are. I don't often get to host holidays, so I'm pretty excited about this one. Speaking of my mom, we watched uh, the movie Tully last night on my mother's recommendation. Uh, I kind of missed hearing about that one before. Uh, And, of course, that's another um, Diablo Cody and Charlize Theron uh, collaboration. And then someone else, I forget who. It's like the three of them all worked on um, Young Adult and Juno. Did they also work on Juno? Anyway, it doesn't matter. But Charlize Theron plays a uh, first pregnant and then new mother um, who has two other children as well. So this is her third child. And she is at the beginning, you know, incredibly pregnant. Boy, did they make her look incredibly pregnant (laughs) because she's like a couple days away from delivery. Uh, And she's just so amazing, you know, and I, I saw her in her first movie, which was that thing you do. She played Tom Everett Scott's girlfriend that he brings to like that first gig and she's so beautiful so sweet and lovely and she's the one who falls in love with the dentist and then which is good because we wanted Tom Everett Scott for Liv but she has come such a long way from being that um, sort of brainless beauty role And she did it before in Monster, but I was reading on the trivia for this that she gained 50 pounds for this role. 50 pounds. And she said she did. And it's always so amusing because I remember reading this about Monster, too, when people said, well, how did you put on that weight? And she said, well, she did it by eating a lot of junk food, a lot of In-N-Out burger, a lot of processed foods, uh, milkshakes, donuts, and it's so funny because the rest of us are like, oh, so I shouldn't eat those things. <laughs> uh, I guess she, uh, in order to keep the weight on, she was having <laughs> envi- enviably naturally thin, perhaps, but she was also getting up in order to put on and keep on the weight for this role. She would get up in the middle of the night at like 2.30 in the morning and have, what'd she say, like macaroni and cheese? Maybe I can look it up, you know, and it's like, okay, well, you know, I think to some extent we tend to be in denial about what our uh, eating habits (laughs) really are and what really is bad for us. Um, All of this is kind of beside the point, I should say, because my mom's probably wondering. Um, Yes, we loved the movie. Thank you you very much uh, for recommending it because it was great. Okay, so here's what it says. Um, She adhered to an excessive diet of junk food, processed foods, In-N-Out burger, and milkshakes. Theron would eat macaroni and cheese at 2 a.m. to help keep on the weight. (laughs) Theron said that her youngest child had mistaken her for being pregnant given the extensive weight gain, and it took her a year and a half to shed the weight. A year and a half. And you know she worked at that, right? So, 
I don't know. I think those are good stories for uh, those of us. Uh, raise his hand. <laughs> I, I'm fortunate in that I don't have tremendous weight problems, but I tend to put on weight, especially in the fall. God, my body is like absolutely convinced that we need fat to make it through the winter. Uh, and I would have made it through those Irish and Scottish winters. I would have. I would have had half a potato and given all the rest of the food to my family, and I would have been fine. <laughs> Alas. But, you know, it's uh, it's interesting that those processed foods, you know, make such a huge difference. I think that the processed foods are the big, the big killer as far as trying to deal with weight. So, a year and a half to take it off again. Which, you know, we always want it to come off as fast as it went on, and it doesn't work that way. But anyway, the movie is wonderful. Uh, I, apparently, it's gotten some criticism that she never, that it never labels her conditions, that it never says, oh, well, she has postpartum depression, or, oh, uh, you know, the one child that they, she gets, Frustrated because everybody says, well, he's quirky, you know, and they do say that he hasn't been properly diagnosed. And the people who are, I don't know, um, maybe activists for that sort of thing want those to be labeled so that there's more awareness. But I think that in some ways it's, I agreed with the choice because the movie's done in such a way that that it could be a spectrum of things, you know, like it could be just that it really sucks to have two kids and a baby and a husband who's really not helping that much. Um, or even if your husband's helping, it still sucks, you know, that sleep deprivation. And I thought they did a great job of showing that sleep deprivation and what it does to you. Um, so, yeah, really excellent movie. I loved it. Um... And I don't want to say much more because so much of the movie is in the experience that we don't want to spoil it for anybody. So, what else do I have to say today? I am almost done. I keep saying that, don't I? I'm almost done with The Dragons of Summer, Ursula and Harlan's story. On Friday, I did get it up to about 27,000 words and all but like... The last scene or two. Uh, I think it's... Well, actually, I should say two or three. One and a half to three. I'm not exactly sure which scenes I'm putting at the end. Uh, Minerva and I were talking about this. That uh, when I say that I don't know how something's going to end, that I am absolutely sincere in that. Um, and she's the same sort of writer, so we were laughing about it together, how people, like, just don't believe it. And you can see by the looks on their faces that they think we're being coy somehow, and it's like, no, I'm not exactly sure how it's going to end. Uh, so I got it up to a point where I knew what the penultimate scene will be, and I think I know what the final scene will be. It might be a scene or two. And then yesterday I went back and started revising from the beginning because I felt like I needed to. Uh, 
sort of gather up all the threads again. That's often how it feels, you know, like I'm weaving together these different threads. And so it, it works well for me to do it this way, to take a, I, I would say I do it probably three quarters, two thirds of the time that I will write a story all the way up to the last 5% or so. And then I'll go back to the beginning and revise and smooth and kind of get it all shaped up and gather up the threads and I make notes as I go things to make sure to tag back to at the end. So I think I'll finish today. Um, I got through over half of it revising yesterday um, and that was the major part that I needed to. I felt like I needed to cut out some stuff that is spoken later. I talked about this before I think but um, there were a lot of internal ruminations at the beginning that are later spoken. So I did. I thought, well, we don't need to have that in there twice. So, so I cut some things out yesterday, but not tons. Um, I think I ended up cutting about six hundred and fifty words. So, not not a massive amount. Not as much as I thought. So, now we will try to finish the story today. And I'm going to send it out to some crit partners and readers and see what they think of it. And then, um, yeah, get some copy editing on it next week and we are should be good to go. I also meant to mention yesterday, one thing I didn't mention was that it was my stepfather's birthday. He's been gone for, my mother will know, like 10 or 11 years now, uh, 2003. Oh, wow, so maybe 15 years. Really, has he been gone 15 years? Anyway, happy birthday. Happy belated birthday, Leo. Um, wow, really, is it 15 years, Mom? We'll have to talk about that. Uh, time flies, huh? Time really does. They they say it does, and thoth it does. Thoth? Thoth? Yeah. Uh and then also, I listened to Lindsay Baroker's podcast. For those of you who are writers, I listened to Lindsay Baroker's podcast, which is called like the Science and Fic- Science Fiction and Fantasy Marketing for Authors podcast. And that had been recommended to me for someone by someone else, and I. Normally, normally I am the, <laughs> as soon as you say marketing, I just like go the other direction because I don't want to know. Uh, but I did listen to it when I was driving up to Taos and then again on the drive back. And it is a really useful podcast. Uh, it does not have what I think of as the usual Kool-Aid talk where you have the self-published author saying, all you have to do is spend $25,000 a month on Facebook ads and you'll make $50,000 a month and it's great and it's awesome and stuff your books and all of these things. Uh, you, there's none of that. These are three authors who are hardworking, not to say that the others are not hardworking, but they are career authors who are devoted to craft, devoted to writing good stories and being very honest about their numbers and what works. Uh, it's nice because they really keep up with like what's working now. You know, they were talking about that uh, 
this is a truism for that or not a truism. God, I've got to stop using that word wrong. Uh, this is something that you do hear. It is true from uh, many people that talk about as the season that we're going into now, uh, the Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Christmas season, uh, all of the big dogs go on Facebook to advertise. So you get your, you know, like Walmart and all of these kinds of things. And it drives the prices out of the range of any kind of normal, <laughs> normal human being. You simply can't compete. So they were talking about places where things do work. And they sometimes have guests who come in and talk about the market. So I found it a very useful podcast. Plus, they're really professional and they have great summaries. <laughs> they're far more professional than this podcast. So go, but don't, um, don't compare. All right. On that note, I shall conclude my folksy podcast. I appreciate all of you listening. You all are still listening and more people listening all the time. So that's great. Must be doing something right. Thank you for sharing my first cup of coffee with me today. Uh, I hope that your day brings some much needed rain and that you are sheltered from the storm. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>